Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you always hear the narrator say, Will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed? Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans the globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story, and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. Hey, everybody. My uh, favorite adult beverage, I'm actually drinking a protein shake. That's mine for tonight. I don't know what yours is, whatever it is. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we have the absolute honor today to sit down with Colonel Retired Bill Oslin. Um, unfortunately, Clay is not on the episode tonight. He ran into a little bit of air traffic uh, issues. But as they say, the show must go on. So we are going to continue to forge on without Clay tonight. Uh, maybe he'll dial in. We'll see what happens. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about Bill, Colonel Retired. You know, got to throw that in there just a little <laughs> bit because it still feels a little weird. But, uh, you know, he spent time in 1st Battalion, 2nd Battalion. Um, also, something that we're going to talk about in the episode, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it a little bit in his intro, is he also spent 425 days in the Kunar Providence, uh, commonly referred to as the Valley of Death and Valley of Fire. A uh, total of nine years in the 75th Ranger Regiment, uh, did multiple deployments with them and had a total of 62 months deployed to combat. And uh, we're definitely going to talk about some, uh, you know, some time that he spent there, not only with, you know, the 75th Ranger Regiment, JSOC, but then also, you know, the, the uh, 173rd uh, over in Italy as well. Um, and some of the things that they did uh, while deployed, because I think that'd be important for everybody to hear. Um, and we'll talk about some of uh, the things that were actually highlighted in the book, uh, The Hardest Place by uh, Wesley Morgan. So uh, we'll dive into that as we get into the episode. And he currently works as a global security manager for a major tech company. So, Bill, sir. It's an absolute honor to have you on Legend of the 75th podcast. How's, how's everything going? Yeah, Mike, obviously it's, a, it's an honor to be here. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody that's been on, and I've listened to most of your episodes that consider um, themselves a legend. I certainly don't, and that's not a, not a humble statement. Very, talk, very happy to talk about the legends I've served with, um, and, and they are many. Um, and, you know, I really, really do consider myself just kind of a blue collar ranger that consists consistently rangered across the army. I didn't spend it, the years or the time or the combat tours that the legends did, um, but uh, really tried to bring the Abrams charter to the regular army in every tour and did that proudly. And, you know, I, I, I routinely tell people, you know, the word soldiers in the Ranger Creed three times oh. because we weren't supposed to be separate from soldiers. We were supposed to be the best soldiers 
Um, and I think that's why Creighton Abrams stood us up. Um, and then many chiefs of staff have taken the opportunity to have their version of the Abrams charter. They should just leave it alone. <laughs> um, and, uh, cause they don't change much. Um, but yeah, that it is an honor to be here. Things are going well. And it's awesome to talk to a fellow ranger anytime. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what the episode's about is, you know, just Rangers getting together um, with a, you know, a slight focal point on you, you know, and that's always a little bit difficult uh, for some of us Rangers to do. But, uh, you know, I, I, I really am honored that you would sit down. And I told you a little bit before the episode, I definitely have fanboyed out uh, about you and, you know, some of the things that you've done and some of the major things that you've been involved in. Um, I wanted to come back to something that you just said, though. Um, cause it's something that's not really highlighted a lot is in the Ranger Creed, how it says soldier multiple times. And, uh, you know, we can, we can never forget. I don't, no matter what happens with the Ranger regiment, how it evolves over time, we can never forget how important that element is that we are supposed to be the example for others to follow. And no matter what you do in the Ranger Regiment, if you stay in the Army long enough, you are going to have to probably serve out, you know, and I know they got some, you know, different, you know, and I don't know how much it's, you know, kind of implemented now, you know, I don't stay apprised to it as much, but, you know, what it was, you know, towards the later part of mine is that you had to do two years, you know, outside mm-hmm. of the Ranger Regiment before you could be a Ranger platoon sergeant. Um, and I think it's one of the most intelligent things they've done in, you know, the modern Ranger history, personally. That's just my personal opinion. Everybody might hate me for it. Um, but I saw the impact that it had outside of the Ranger Regiment and then also inside the Ranger Regiment because it brought a lot of talent to the Ranger Regiment because these Rangers were going out, finding the talent, finding these amazing people and saying, you know what, you need to go and serve within the 75th. And it just raised the level of the entire organization, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, back in the 80s, and, and I, I started um, in 1st Battalion in 83 and proudly, <laughs> but um, somewhat um, sadly, I showed up the day that, um, my peers jumped into into Grenada. So I got the extended tour in RIP at that time. But, you, you know, I remember many things of that foundational tour in 1st in Battalion, and we'll probably talk about some of them. But nearly there, there were a lot of squad leaders <clears throat> in platoon sergeants that were drill, former drill sergeants. Mm. And almost every staff sergeant had master parachutist wings because um, we jumped a lot more back then. Yeah. We definitely and did, um, yeah. yeah. And, and they would many of them would have tours out. And back at that time, um, SF wasn't a branch or an MOS. So. NCOs would go to SF and serve for a few years. And we many times have SF platoon sergeants come in and get platoon sergeant time and then go back to SF. It's almost they were like checking the block in the 75th um, with various levels of, of success and contribution, I'll say. But, um, you know, it was much more common for people to do Abrams tours back then and and we know for for all the right reasons that kind of slowed in in during the global war out, out of necessity right but there is goodness to that and you know then in the 90s when i went to second battalion in 92 94 time frame um 
you know, a name many Rangers know is Sergeant Major Turnbull. He was one of my squad leaders, came in from 10th Mountain. Phenomenal. Best of his peers, best of his very, very good peers. And how do I say that? Empirically, he was rated as such um, in the in 2nd Battalion shortly after coming from 10th Mountain. And uh, General Downing sent a letter from SOCOM command all the way through the chain of command endorsed by everybody to Sergeant Turnbull and his squad for being the best live fire he'd seen in his military career. I mean, that's wow. <laughs> wow. pretty, pretty, you know, and they had it posted up, but I, I'm just saying amongst, amongst phenomenal men that grew up to be legend in, in the 75th, Dave Turnbull was you know, a transplant like Rick Merritt was, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, Doug Pallister and, and some of these other folks um, bring a lot of talent to the regiment. And uh, likewise, regiment folks that go out impact, you know, two, two to four levels up. And, you know, if you think about it, a platoon sergeant is certainly going to impact a battalion. Yeah, um, and, and he very well may impact the division um, with some program, CQB shooting, you know, a reflexive firing or, um, you know, some sort of command and control sort of thing that he brings from the regiment um, would it could impact a division. So. Yeah, it's not all bad. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, you know, and I, I've seen the, you know, I've seen the impact firsthand, you know, just a, yeah, across, you know, you know, yeah, the SFABs, you know, that that's a that's a great example too. you know, a second cavalry regiment, you know, just bringing guys over, um, mm-hmm. you know, just just the impact they have was was just always amazing. And, and I will absolutely say, like, you know, a, Sar- Sar- a young Sergeant first class, you know, over in, you know, two CR in one of the squadrons, like immediately, like within months recognized, um, by the battalion commander, then the brigade commander, the brigade ops arm major, you know, and I tried to stay like biased, you know, like, you know, like, <coughs> not to be too biased. Cause I knew him yeah. for, you know, a long time and I may or may not have influenced, you know, him trying to, you know, him coming over to the regiment. Um, but like very quickly they're like, well, he's literally the most talented NCO in the entire battalion. We're going to make him the ops arm major. And I'm like, 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 you know, you know, that's probably a little, but you know, then he's just crushing it. You know, he's absolutely crushing it. It was like the ops are major, you know, and he's just running laps around the battalion CSM and everything, you know? So, I mean, it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're spot on. They just go in and it's, I think a lot of it, what it has to really do with is just the sets and reps, you know, that they get in the Ranger regiment is just a pressure cooker for leadership. And you just learn quickly and you move up quickly um, because you're forced to, and then you add in combat deployments and that even makes it more so. Well, I also think Rangers, um, both enlisted and officers are inherently intellectually curious Yes, people. They, they, they don't show up to work to make the donuts. They, they show up to make the team squad platoon company, whatever level better. Yeah. Um, and n- none sit idle. And it's a very busy organization. So like you say, there's there's nothing but opportunity across the spectrum to get involved in something that they're passionate about. Um, and also that unit seems to me, it does not matter if you're a youngster from West Virginia with a GD 
or you're a doctor that, you know, have a doctorate over here in finance, worked on Wall Street, and you're pissed off because a lot of your friends got killed in the World Trade Center. Yeah. You come in there. If you got a good idea, you know, the smartest guy in the squad might be the dude from West Virginia, um, <laughs> and he'll be as respected. But, you know, but this guy over here has got other talents and, yeah. and, and, and has a voice. And I think it's all about effects delivery. They're not – you know, you're the squad leader or platoon sergeant PL. It's just about, hey, dude, what, what are you going to deliver today? You yeah. Know, what, 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 what can you contribute? This was an excerpt of the Legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.